The Rambam in this parak continues to expound on mitzvahs 30 through 32, which is to destroy Avodah Zarah and everything associated with it, not to benefit from anything associated with it or Avodah Zarah, uh, not to benefit from the ornaments of Avodah Zarah. Primarily, this parak will focus on the prohibition of deriving benefit from, from Avodah Zarah and different things that we're not allowed to do because they may come to cause us to derive benefit from. And the Rambam and the parak moves on to things which may cause us to associate with Avodah Zarah and different uh, uh, buffer zones Chazal instituted to prevent us from doing so. Halacha Aleph. Shloish Yom Lefin Ebed Chachamim Shavu Chachamim Three days prior to the idolatry, a holiday of idolatry, idolatrous holiday. Also, Likach Mehem Limkolahem. It's forbidden to buy from them or sell to them. Davar Amiskaim. Anything which lasts, like a metal pot, for example, you can sell them a tomato. But anything which you uh, will sell them, which they will have with them still, when the holiday comes, is forbidden because they're going to they're going to thank their idol for the new material or for the success of selling whatever they were trying to sell to you. To borrow from them or to lend to them. To, uh, to extract payment from them for a loan or to pay them for a loan. Milva uh, Bishtar, if it's a uh, loan of a contract or a or if it's not a collateral, it's forbidden again for the same reason because they will thank their deity for giving the opportunity to pay back the loan or for getting back the money. However, if it's a loan which just is on trust, there's no evidence or no witnesses, that may be, you, you may uh, uh, be paid back by the non Jew, even though he may thank his idol on his holiday for giving the opportunity to pay back the loan. Since it's, it's uh, very easy for him to get out of paying you back, if he's willing to pay back, you're saving the money from his hand, uh, you know, you're saving the money from being lost forever, so to speak. And therefore, it's permitted. You're allowed to sell them something which is not going to last, like a, like a t- fruit or vegetable, like a tomato. Uh, cook dishes or vegetables until the actual day of their holiday. Again, this is on the holiday itself. It's forbidden for the same reason they will thank their God for the opportunity of this business deal or the new material. When the supply of Eretz Yisrael in the land of Israel, where the Jewish people are not as dependent on Gentiles for commerce. There's a, there's a Jewish... Uh, economic infrastructure. Av other lands where Jews are more dependent on non-Jews. Any only forbade the actual day of the holiday itself. They allowed us to do business on the on the, on the days preceding it, though. What if a person did do transactions of business with the non-Jew in Eretz Yisrael in those three days prior to the holiday when he's not allowed to? No, the money is after the fact permitted to derive benefit to derive benefit from. But if he does business on the holiday itself, then the money is forbidden to derive benefit from. You're not allowed to send a gift to a Gentile on the day of his on the day when he worships his idol. Unless you know that this Gentile does not subscribe to the local religion and does not serve it. So you can send him a, a gift of Chayra, even if he's an idolatrous non-Jew, if he does not uh, celebrate this particular holiday, presumably. Gentile sends a Jewish person a gift on the day of the Gentile's idolatrous holiday. The Jew should not receive it from the non-Jew because it may be associated with Avedah Zara. If we're afraid it's going to cause hatred between the non-Jew and the Jew, you take it. But don't benefit from it. Unless he finds out eventually that this Gentile is actually not idolatrous and does not subscribe to this idolatry. And in that case, it's permitted.
upon that discovery, if that's the case. Gimel. If that holiday lasted many days, three, four, ten. All those days are considered one long day. They're all forbidden with the three days prior. So if it starts on a Sunday and ends one moment later on Sunday, then the three days prior, which is Shabbos, Friday, and Thursday, are all forbidden to do business with the non-Jew. Talit. This, this is actually supposed to say Nutsrim. Uh, the, the Christians are considered in the Ramam Mazu idolaters. The Ramam held the Trinity is considered idolatry. The Amishan who made them, and Sunday is their holiday. It's forbidden, therefore, to do business with a Christian person in Israel every Thursday and Friday of every week. Shabbos, Ram does not mention because, of course, Shabbos is forbidden to do business on anyways, even with a Jew. need to say Sunday itself is forbidden. That's forbidden in all circumstances. And similar, a similar thing applies in every Christian holiday if it's not a Sunday. Hey! The days the non-Jews get together to uh, uh, crown their king, or even and they offer and they praise their idol. That's considered a holiday. It has the laws of all the holidays. And I non-Jew who makes a person a holiday for himself. And he uh, thanks his lucky stars. And he and he praises it on for example on his birthday. The day he shaves his beard. The day he leaves, he, he cuts his hair into a mohawk. The day he he came safely home from a sea voyage or left prison. The day he makes a party for his child. You get to Baylor and any other examples where it's a personal holiday. And he also it's only for to do business on that day. Day. There's no problem. The prior days of Elisha only for that person. There's no problem doing business with his friends, even if they participate in the in the feast with him, to to uh, just to, just for friendship. A day, for example, where they mark the anniversary of someone who died, or the day for, for perhaps the actual death itself, and they make it into a holiday. Only those people who make that that holiday or celebrate that holiday are forbidden only on that day. Any time there's a someone dies, and or there's a death anniversary, or whenever a person's death is 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 marked by uh, uh, different rituals, you're not sure if it's idolatrous or not. If they burn uh, different different things and they offer incense, you can be sure it's not just a cultural thing; it's actually idolatrous. The day of the holidays are only forbidden to those who serve that idol. Those people who, are, who celebrate, eat, and drink and party. And they, they, they mark that day because of the local culture. Or to honor the government. But they don't actually believe in it. You're allowed to do business with them. So, for example, a Muslim person in America who does not celebrate December 25th, but he celebrates it just because of the cultural or party element, you may do business with him in the days prior. But things which are unique to local idolatry, you cannot sell that type of item to, to that local, to, to, to an idolater or non-Jew in that place, like a white chicken, which is used in many places for idolatrous purposes. You may not sell a white chicken to a guy in that locale. Because the possibility that you're supplying a vedazara, if it's not designated for a vedazara, you, you may sell it, even though some people do use it. If the Gentile specifies that he's buying it for the purpose of idolatry, you may not sell to him unless you you pass it, unless you uh, you uh, 
disqualify it for using for idolatrous purposes. Because you're not they, they, the Gentiles do not offer a sacrifice if, if an animal is lacking a limb. So, for example, if you're selling them a white chicken, if you cut off one of its claws and now you disqualify for the idolatry, that is okay. What if you have things, a whole bulk of material? Some of the things are designated for idolatry. There are types of things which are commonly used for idolatry. Some are not. Like pure frankincense with uh, black frankincense. And the pure frankincense is used very commonly for Avedizara, but the black frankincense is not. In that case, you can sell it all unless he of course says that he's using it for Avedizara. You sell it with the... Uh, with the assumption that it's not going to be that case, without no specifications, then you don't you don't have to be concerned. He's going to use he's going to collect that uh, pure frankincense. Similarly, all situations because if he wanted to buy from the he would search after just that. Just like you're not allowed to sell a idolatrous person, things that help them worship their idols. You're allowed to, cannot sell them things which they use to hurt people. You're going to do bears and lions, which they use to harm people in the Colosseum. Clay Zion, weapons, and chains, another kind of chain. You're not allowed sharpen a, 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 a weapon for them. Whatever you may not sell to a, to a, to a non-Jew for this purpose, you may not sell to another Jew if that Jewish person supplies weapons to idolaters. Also, you may not sell um, uh, weapons to a, a Jewish robber because, again, he's, he will use it too for, for bad purposes. If the Jewish Jews live among the non-Jews and they have a peace treaty, so you may sell weapons to the king's army, to his servants, and to his legions, to private citizens perhaps not, but to his, the government you may. So a, you may. So a Jew can be an arms dealer for non-Jewish governments which protect the Jews within them. Because he used those, those items, that, those weapons, to wage war with those who would wage war with this country. And therefore it comes out they're protecting us. We dwell among them. A city which has idolatry in it, you may go walk outside of it, even near it. You may not go inside of it. If it's about the idolatry is outside the city, if the idolatry is outside the city, you may go inside of it, but not uh, near the idol around it, outside. The Ramadan is Pirish Amishnayas, in fact, writes that it's forbidden for a Jew living in a Christian country to live in a city that has a church. It seems that the other pious can hold that this is only forbidden if the, actually if there's a fair, a fair of commerce uh, for idolatry happening in the city at that time. Halach Yidalef. Excuse me, Halach Yidalef. If someone travels from place to place, point A to point B, it's forbidden to, to pass through a city which has idols inside it. When from point A to point B, the normal fashion was to, the, 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 um, the normal route is to that city. And therefore, he may not pass through it because in doing so, he by default has to acknowledge this city, this idolatrous city as part of his route. Can't, he can't, so to speak, ignore its significance. If, if it's multiple, multiple equally uh, uh, good routes, he happened to go this way, but it's permitted because there's no, nothing specific he has to assign, uh, give credence or significance to that to idolatrous city because he could have gone as, just as easily a different way.
basically, he could say to this idolatrous city, I don't really need you, so it's not significant. It's forbidden to build with a Gentile, with Avedis Kechavim, with Avedis Zara. The dome which houses the the idol. If he did build it, the money he gets for building is permitted because Avedis Zara Goy is not forbidden until it's actually worshipped. When he finished building it, it wasn't worshipped yet. The courtyard which houses that dome building, that he may build for the Avedis Zara. Because it's not considered an accessory for the Avedis Zara. A city which has idols and it has some stores which are adorned uh, with idolatrous decorations and some which are not adorned as such. The, uh, the, cities, the, the, the stores which have this decoration you may not benefit from them like going inside if it's raining or buying things from them anything which is inside this store we assume that it's adorned for the sake of the idol worship and therefore, uh, the money you're, you're, you're paying goes to the idolatrous priests. If it's not decorated, then you may be- derive benefit from because it's not for, presumably, idolatrous purposes. A store owned by Also, you may not rent it out. So if a church has part of the building which it's renting out for stores, you, ne- you may not rent it. Because again, you are giving, you are benefiting by paying them rent. Someone sells a house that money they pay is forbidden to, to derive benefit from. Therefore, has to be thrown into the sea, into the Dead, dead Sea. Um, selling uh, 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 selling uh, property to a church is therefore a big problem. If Avadizara forces a Jew out of his house and steals his house and turns it into Avadizara house. And he puts idols there. The money he pays is permitted because he was forced. And then he, can, he may then go um, uh, formalize the sale and, and make it in, in accordance with the, uh, the local government uh, courts. Even though a Jew is supposed to go to Bezdin, of course, the Zara is not going to agree to go to Bezdin. You dollar. The Khalil and Shavid the flutes that belong to Avid Zara. You're not allowed to use them for uh, to play music by a a uh, eulogy of a funeral, as is commonly done in times of the Gemara. One goes to a fair, which is arranged by the Avedizara uh, uh, clergy. He buys an animal there. Um, so you're allowed to go to this fair and buy their animals, Avadim slaves, Shvachas, maidservants, Begiusin, who are still non-Jews, who will then become um, uh, uh, Jewish or half-Jewish, so to speak, um, slaves, Avad Kanani or Amar Ivya, Uvatim, Vasalis, Echramim, houses, fields, and vineyards, again, because you're dealing with a non-Jew, you may use the non-Jewish courts. Since this is an opportunity to buy, one will not have elsewhere. Uh, but in this situation, because there's no other opportunity to buy these things, it's, it's permitted. Excuse me. So um, you're allowed to buy all these things from this from this idolatrous fair for reasons we'll say soon. And you're, the reason why you're allowed to uh, use the non-Jewish courts for, for all these transactions is because there's no other alternative, and that's considered matzamiyadim, saving from the hands of the speakers. That's the only way to get paid. That's the only way to save your money from their hands from their hand. The meds. I'm wondering why are we saying over here it's okay to buy things from an idolatrous fair. He's buying from a personal individual. Who does not have to pay tax to the, to the idolatrous clergy? Someone who buys there from 
a formal store from a merchant who is a formal part of the fair. Also, that's forbidden to because he's going to pay tax. The tax goes to the Avadazar of Nimsis and Mahanavis Kavim. This by paying money to him, you're giving part of the fee, part of the part of the price goes towards Avadazar of Alakhmatagar. I believe the Bavish ever once said that one of the reasons why he can't move to Israel is because he's giving money to a government that's Jewish that gives that gives tax money to churches. Oh, Velakach Matagar, if someone transgresses and buys from the merchant, even Velakach, he buys an animal, what should he do? So normally we say Avadizara has to be destroyed. Here the Ram gives unique things that have to be applied to these different things. Menashe Parsa says he cuts off the bottom of the foot, the hoof, Menakh, or Kubalamata, lower than the ankle bone. Um, this way it cannot be cannot be used and does not make the animal treif. Uh, so there's a less level of Tzavalachayim. If he buys clothing or, or uh, vessels, they should be left to rot. If he buy, takes money, you know, he changes money, or he buys metal vessels, throw them into the Dead Sea. If he buys a slave, then he does not. He, he's not. To, he does not have to kill the slave. If something happens that the slave's life is in danger, he should not save the save the slave. In classic terminology, you do not pick him up if he falls into a pit. But you do not push him into the pit either. The same principle applies in another situation. If he gets sick, for example, you wouldn't hire a doctor to heal him, etc. Non-Jew who makes a party for his son or daughter. One may not benefit from that meal. Presumably because doing so is giving recognition to the also, even if the Jew eats his own food there, it's forbidden. For the same reason. Since he's eating it by a celebration, which is a uh, idolatrous na- in nature. At what point has it become forbidden to eat by him? Once he begins to prepare for this feast, for this wedding party, it's forbidden uh, the, to eat any, any, anything associated with this, uh, with this non-Jewish person. All the days of the festival, 30 days after the party. If he makes another party, even much later, because of the marriage, let's say a one-year anniversary party, for example, if it's 30 days later, more than 30 days later, it's forbidden up to 12 months. All this is for what purpose? Because this person is he worships idolatry. The Pasuk says, He will call to you, will eat from his sacrifice, and you will take his sons for your daughters, and you will stray after their gods. So it's all about keeping your distance from Avedah Zorah as much as possible. Tazayin. A Jewish woman should not nurse the child of, a non, of, a, of an idolatrous non-Jew. Because that's raising up a person who's going to be one more. And you should not participate in that. A Jewish midwife should not um, help a non-Jewish idolatrous woman give birth. But if she's getting paid to do so, she may do so in because not to do so. Even if, you're, even if the person is willing to pay you, that can cause an excessive amount of hatred. If they're not willing to pay, you could say, hey, listen, I don't work for free. A idolatrous woman who is a midwife may help a non-Jewish woman, may help a Jewish woman give birth, and may nurse a, 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 a non-Jewish woman, a non-Jewish idolatrous woman may nurse a Jewish child, 
uh, but it has to be brishusa on the Jewish person's domain and property. If you give him over to a non-Jewish woman to nurse him, and when they bring him back, he's dead, that would not be good. And therefore, because now you're suspected of that, you don't let the person take the Jewish child out of your domain. When people going to non, a non-Jewish episode, uh, event, uh, an idolatrous, idolatrous event, or idolatrous uh, um, affair, or celebration, anything associated with idolatry, um, like a like like a, like a pilgrimage. Also, let's say listen on you now. Do business with them uh, on their way there, because we're worried that when they get there, they're going to thank the Zara Because if you the bar time on the way back, then it's permitted, because we're not worried that by doing a, a business with them on the, on the way back, that they're going to thank the Zara specifically or or anything spe- special extra to worship it, uh, just because of the business transaction. It's just it's like a regular Jew. You meet in the sh- a regular idol- idolatrous person. You meet in the street whom with whom you may do business. Who provided that they're not traveling together? It's not a whole group of people. If it was a whole caravan, maybe then they're gonna they will return or go to another Vaidazara and and thank them for the business the business opportunity. A, a Jewish person who's not uh, formally in in Vaidazara, but this time unfortunately is going to wish over the Zara, then you may do business with him on the way there. Because perhaps he'll change his mind. He's not a person who usually wishes over the Zara. Uh, this is just a, a hopefully just a one time thing, and hopefully he will change his mind. Perhaps you can read the Rambam, but perhaps you can you know you understand the Rambam to mean that by inter- interacting with him, you will bring him back to the Shuva. But the Pashab Shad is maybe he will actually turn around and change his mind. Once he turned around already, then it's for, also it's forbidden to do business with him, because we're worried that the money he has, he did business over there, he got from Avodah and then the money he's giving you when he buys something from you, or the item that he's giving you, that he that he got over there is is an Avodah item. Alternatively, that uh, a Jewish person Avodah that he's he's uh, trying out for the first time, so to speak, it's not his norm. Um, we're not talking about a mumer over here in this yet in this case, and, and therefore, since he's very much uh, involved in his, in his new pursuit, he may even go back and give thanks to Avodah Zara, or or do something specific to give thanks to Avodah Zara because of this business transaction. When it comes to a guy, however, then it's not uh, he just he, he just thanks Avodah Zara on the on those days of his holiday and uh, and when he goes to those specific uh, uh, events. Yisrael, however, a non-Jew, a Jewish person who formally converted to Avodah Zarah Chasu Shalom, bein mehalicha, bein chazim, bein chazir aser, it's forbidden to visit with him on the way there or on the way back. Halachid ches. Yisrael shall lech l'arid the rich shall akom a Jewish person who goes to a non-Jewish fair. Bachazir also loses, bachazir also loses, loses money when he comes back. You may not do business with him. Shema akom machal hemshah. Maybe someone, a a a, 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 a non-Jewish person. Who's Avodah Zara sold something to him over there? Excuse me. Maybe the Jewish person sold an idol to the non-Jews, and now the money he has, or the item he has, he traded for Avodah Zara, and that's considered payment for Avodah Zara, which, forbid, which from which it's forbid, forbidden to buy benefit from. And he's giving it to you now. The money of Avodah Zara, which is in the hand of Yisrael, therefore you may not do business with this, with this Jewish person. However, if it's in the hand of Avodah Zara, it is permitted to derive benefit from. So, if a non-Jew sells an idol, trades, an, trades or trades an idol for an item, that item, that money is mutter. This is why. So, that's That's why you're allowed to do business with a, with a non-Jew who comes from a a uh, affair of idolatry 
because the money he has or the items he had which he sold which he traded for Avedizara or he traded the Avedizara for them is permitted so therefore if he gives it to you he sells it to you it's okay or if he uses that money to buy things for you it's okay however you not you may not do business with a Jewish person who comes from that place that fair because that money he has or the items he had which he may have traded traded Avedizara for them or forbidden forever. And again, not with the apostate Jew. Not when he come, come, or not when he's on the way there, nor on his return. In both scenarios, it's forbidden to do business with him.